0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13, Episode 14, titled, Getting Lucky. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one portentous co-host from the podcast pod, is my co-pilot. Let's do it the second week in a row. Can you call this
1: week what it was? No, I totally, because I was too busy writing notes, I wasn't paying attention. Please say, I want candy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. To... (laughs) And to, you know what I do!
0: Yeah, to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Joe! Good evening! Hello! Good, good evening. evening. tonight. I'm doing very well. Uh, for those of you who aren't Patreon supporters, uh, you missed Taylor giving me anxiety. <laughs> Taylor talking about going to the gym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That gave me anxiety. Taylor talking about psychopaths. Actually, mm-hmm. that was very interesting. I thought that, was, that We went actually longer than usual because it was so interesting. Yeah. And mental health. We always, everyone always likes it when you talk mental health, you know?
1: Well, doing a show with Joe Patance, I can't help but talk about mental health. Well, yeah, look. And by the way, if you
0: want to hear – by the way, there, there's something I keep forgetting. Every week I'm all oh, – I keep forgetting to mention this amazing feature – of Patreon, I don't know what it is uh-huh. now. And then, to, and then I'm gonna listen to them. Like, uh, oh, why but didn't it's I amazing. mention this? Yeah, it's, it's an amazing feature. I'm like, oh, why don't I ever mention that? Anyway, well, you know, you get this show. Well, they're they're getting the show super early. So now we're doing it on Friday nights. They're getting this show the the midnight Saturday. I'm not in other words, another Friday going into Saturday at midnight. They're getting this People show.
1: Wake up Saturday morning, yeah. and there will be a hot fresh. Piping drag yeah. race recap waiting for you.
0: No commercials. You know, you're not gonna hear me uh going on about certain things, you know? I'm not gonna say it because these, you know, wonderful people help keep the lights on. Yeah. Cut to the lights go on. And then uh <laughs> uh Oh, by the way, have I yeah. told you the stories about my ad agency and stuff? No. Oh, let me tell you this now. <laughs> so okay, I won't say the names of any of the companies right okay i got so something's up with my fucking instagram on the on the algorithm okay Uh because i've been getting the craziest things on my algorithm okay and so um one of them was uh the first one was for an anal douching company okay (laughs) okay so, whenever I see something that our audience would be interested in, I go, hey, uh, listen, you got to do this anal douching company. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then they go, okay, we will reach out to them, see if they want to advertise in your show. Okay. Then I got an ad at Instagram ad at the same day for a jacking off lotion. Okay. Cake. I don't want to say anything. I don't okay. want to say any names. They're not paying for ads here. Right? Okay. But for jacking off lotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on Monday, so I reckon I told my ad agency, right? And they were like, okay, we're on it. I got an uh, an ad for a coffee rub uh for your asshole.
1: So- uh, uh okay. Don't
0: say the name.
1: No, I I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. So I fill it to the rim with brim.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally. Um. And uh,
0: I I so I I called all my because I was very curious. You know, I'm I'm making a big trip at the end of May. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yes. I mean, I might need to call this douching company too. But anyway, um, (laughs) so I was very curious. I called all my. well, you know what's so funny is I went to their Instagram page and said followed by Evan Ayers. Oh, so I contacted Evan. He's like, "Oh, it's too rich for my blood, though." You know, and I was like, "For you know, which one? The dishing or the no, coffee?" No, 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 the coffee rub for your asshole. Okay, and so I go. Okay, oh, goes. But tell me how it is. And every gay friend, did I talk to you to you about it? No. Oh yeah, every gay friend I talked to was like, n- either they hadn't seen it or they're like, "Oh, I've been I've been seeing that and I want to get it, but I don't know." Tell me how it is. So I bought it. Okay. It shipped today. No, yesterday. So it's going to be here any day. You know what's so funny? I was talking, this is a, so straight guy. I was talking to my straight friend, Adam Vaught. I uh-huh. told him this. I go, oh, they shipped it and it's going to be here any day. And I go, I'm going to have it six weeks in advance.
1: Is that one of the big boxes that was down in the garage that you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: no. So he goes, oh, you try it out before you go to Seattle. And I said, "Listen, if I could try it before I went to Seattle, I wouldn't be going to Seattle." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah, hi everyone. I'll be at the Haha ha Cafe <laughs> on Lankershim at the end of the week with Lori. Rogg okay, but
1: okay, but all right. So, but you can try it out just to. I mean, if whether you're taking pictures to see if it's a before and after. No, or no, no. This is, I,
0: I'm t- explaining to you. This is not for aesthetics. This is for scent. It will mask any unpleasant scents and for taste oh yeah
1: well i would like a link to this please yeah i'll tell you how (laughs) it is
0: yeah every every gay guy i know is like please report to me i think
1: considering considering i have a coffee addict out in the other room oh really and that might be a yeah okay yeah if you could send me a link to that yeah 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 i will
0: so anyway um This week, the girls congratulate themselves on their. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never gets old. Never
0: congratulate gets old. themselves on their accomplishments thus far in the competition for the Maxi Challenge. The girls write their own verses and perform in a music video for RuPaul's newest song, Getting Lucky. On the main stage, the, the song's just lucky, though, right? Lucky. Lucky, yeah. sorry. That's the name of the episode. On the main stage, the category is Drag Excellence. In the end, all four girls engaged in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, all four girls made the cut to continue the competition in the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Taylor the Latte Boy, okay. name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: Um. Okay, two things I liked about the episode were, it was a light episode there wasn't a lot of tension there wasn't a lot of it was it was it, it, given the week that I have had it was mm-hmm. nice to just kind of sit and watch it yeah Um. and that's the one thing that I liked I was uh, I don't want to you know spill what I thought about the episode as a whole Um. and by the way speaking of whole please buy this coffee rub <laughs> <laughs> Uh. the one thing the other thing that I really liked was and I might have to go back and watch it. I, I liked the twist at the end. And I want to talk about that more in depth of where they all had to lip sync by themselves on the stage. Mm-hmm. There was something about that that I thought that was, that was a nice little twist. And it gave each of them an opportunity to really kind of show who they were for this. Um, I would be very curious if World of Wonder released each of the lip syncs on their own to watch individually for reasons that I would like to talk about when we get to that part of the show.
0: All right.
1: And what's the one thing How you didn't like? How about you? What things I did not like? Um, I was not crazy... I'm not crazy about the song. I didn't think it was one of her strong songs. Lucky or Whitney songs. Houston song? Lucky. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, the Whitney a Girl! The Whitney Houston song. I... Again, we will talk about the lip sync later. Oh. But no, I was very... This feels very five years ago. The all about that bass, <laughs> Megan Trainer kind mm-hmm. of song. Like that's kind of what I got from it. Um, so it's 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 going to kind of go down for me as sort of like the like no one ever remembers the Born Naked video that they did. Like this will be one that I won't remember. <clears throat> this this isn't like a read you, you or mm-hmm. even like American. I remember more about American than I think I will about this. yeah
0: um so for me um well first i want to address something you said about how this was you know this is always this episode's always the same especially since ever since season nine this episode's always the same it's the same fucking episode every single time and it's one of these i was talking after last week's episode so i might as well bring it now bring it up now is you know the thing with this show is that every... Or did I bring this up last week? Who knows? But I'll say it again. Every... This part of the competition is difficult for any season of the show. All right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just... There's just nothing left, right? So even, like, I think season six is a near-perfect season, right? But even then, after Ben leaves, the show, in terms of interesting... Or drama or anything worth it, it t- t- takes a nosedive. Right. And um in and, and it's and so like even for the best of seasons, with the exception of maybe All Stars Two and maybe season five, yeah. um it for the best of seasons it's very difficult to get through this. So now take a season that's already sort of um average at best. This is going to be a slog. I mean, it wouldn't say it's a slog, but it was like there was nothing to this episode. So that actually leads to my first one. I knew I wouldn't have to write a complicated script, and Mm -hmm. I didn't. (laughs) Right? There wasn't much to this episode. Right. Two, I mean, I guess on a human level and not recapping a television show, I enjoy that they all enjoy each other and like each other and get along and it's not mean. Okay, I'm really scraping here. Uh The one thing I did not like... Nothing matters on this show anymore. Especially this season proves it.
1: You said that last week when mm-hmm. we were talking about the whole they 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 praise Simone for one thing and then trash Livy for the other, and that has played in my head anytime I thought about the show all week. Yeah. Much Nothing like matters. the time that you pointed out the difference in music <laughs> um with Alaska, Alaska and somebody else <laughs> when yeah. they're trying to get it. And like, so now I hear, I listen to that kind of thing and I actually have a comment about that a little bit later. That is one where I kept the, this doesn't matter. Nothing doesn't matters.
0: Matter. Nothing matters. And, uh, cause I think, not, don't get me wrong, I didn't think it was like the worst lip sync of all time, but in the lip sync, Candy should have gone home. The look wasn't good. The lip sync was subpar or just par, you know, mm. and, um, in another season, they would have let her go home. She would have been the Darian. She would have been the Darian. Like, or the um, – who is um, – that happened in season eight, too. I thought – wasn't there someone in season eight that didn't make it into the video as well?
1: Was that Kim Chi? Not Kim uh, – no, uh, the one that just died. Chi Chi. Chi Chi Devane.
0: Oh, yeah. Chi Chi Devane didn't make it into the video, you know? Yeah. And um, – and uh, – yeah, but nothing matters now. They're like, we're gonna have a final four. The end. And it doesn't matter. We're just gonna do this episode. And someone pointed out on Reddit the audacity of this season mm-hmm. to have sixteen episodes. And I didn't know this. They counted it. Six. Six Taylor of the sixteen episodes resulted in a non-elimination.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to waste our time like that. Mm-hmm. I am very much, I say it every year, and I know it makes you mad, and I'm not, it's not because I don't enjoy doing the show with you, but I am looking forward to watching as a viewer, not as a podcaster. Anymore. After this, I, 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 I'm I ready for, though I was so when they announced Drag Race Down Under starting May first, I literally went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like yeah. I just, I just need a break. I and we just, still haven't heard about break. All Stars. We haven't heard about All Star Six yet. I don't know when that All, is. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So there's a possibility that if All Stars usually they fold one right into the other, but that's always when it's on VH1, and it's going to be on uh, Paramount Plus now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But you know what's so also, funny to show? So people think, uh, um,
0: that. You know, we hate the show or whatnot. We don't. Oh, no, we don't. I'm going to say two things. One, did you see the announcement this week about Dragula?
1: Uh, that it's going to be on Shutter and it's $100,000. Yeah, Those and they're the getting ready, ready to cast better. season four.
0: And I yeah. was legitimately excited. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, Dracula is coming back. You know, like <laughs> so excited. And someone brought this point up. I don't remember who it was, was talking to me. Because so this is somebody obviously in the know because they were talking about a writer on World of Wonder named Tom Campbell. He's the one that writes all these, a lot of these sketches. And I happen to know he, he, he that's his stuff. It's his baby, sort of, right? Right. And they were saying Tom Campbell and that whole crew needs to go. And that's uh-huh. the thing. I was in a meeting today, by the way, a show business meeting. Because, you know, as with we Tom, all went, Campbell. With Tom Campbell. Tom <laughs> Campbell. I'm a mogul. Right, but the meeting was about, um, sort of how insular show business is, and how, um, because it just makes things easier, people in show business hire from within, okay, and they don't have to upset the cart because there's a shorthand, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in in making a show like RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever. And uh, so, like, it's easier to hire either someone you know or someone's friend or just keep the same people because you don't have to explain things to them. And the, the, the right. discussion we happen to do more with that, but also diversity. But I think it applies to this show in that, for the most part, it's the same fucking people doing this show every year. And the problem is this show needs, at this stage fresh blood you know uh yeah. because it has grown stagnant and um and i'm not even i'm gonna say in a way in a, in a loving way in that i don't think it's the fault of tom campbell i don't think it's the fault of bruce mccoy i i don't think it's any or, or, or this john Pauly, i don't think it's any of their faults but they've been with the show too long that now they're in a vacuum and they don't know what's up and what's down You know, I've worked on projects, maybe you have too, but like this can happen with screenplays or whatever, where at a certain point it's no longer, the words mean nothing. They're just dots on a page. And so you need Mm -hmm. to step away from it and come back with their fresh eyes or have someone else look at it because you just don't see it anymore. And I think that's happened in that world of wonder. And uh, they need fresh blood who have a fresh, I mean, you know, I'll use a more general example. I think that's sort of the problem with SNL. I uh-huh. think once you bring, once Lorne Michaels either dies or gives it up, there might be a few couple clunky years, but I think the show will get new life once it's not Lorne Michaels' baby anymore you know but right now it's look at, think about SNL SNL is stale and stagnant and there's nothing anyone can do about it
1: right right i i agree with you i think that having somebody and you're also dealing with you know, when, when you have the clunky jokes, when you have the dad jokes and that sort of thing that Rue thinks is funny, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, Rue strikes me as somebody that she doesn't do well with change. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's the other uphill struggle with this is that we're not going to necessarily have somebody that's really like, yeah, let's completely mix things up and let's totally try something. It, it's going to be where it's going to be pulled kicking and screaming. You know, I think that the little changes that they did this season with the beginning of it and the twists and that sort of thing, I think that was about as much as you're going to get. You're going to get some twists, but because also, you know, and I, I agree with you because I've said forever, these girls, when they come in, they know there's going to be a snatch game. They know they're going to have to bring two outfits for a, for a makeover challenge. They know that there's going to be a, you know, they, they can prepare for things and they talk about, you know, well if you make it to snatch game then you are set sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. Yeah. Make it where snatch game is like the the top 4. Yeah. <laughs> or or something something just completely crazy and completely different because then it mixes it up, up for us too.
0: Well, no, I think that's why you know one of the things you've heard about on the message boards and whatever is like, "Oh, you know, it was really sad for this season to be airing at the same time as Drag Race UK because many people cons- – can. I don't know if you think this, but many people consider Drag Race UK season two to be one of the best seasons
1: of the show ever. But one of the uh, things uh, – It was a good season. I don't know if it's one of the best ones ever, no. but it was – I enjoyed Drag Race UK, but Drag Race UK felt like a – like a meal this feels like a buffet like this feels like like the one of these that you're not allowed to leave until you try everything on the, but like that's is, true it's, it's just so much that's
0: true but also look you're probably hearing that from uk people as we know uk people yeah the other thing too <laughs> is well the point i was making is is there's a rule in the uk uh that you can only bring over so many americans they'd have to hire a certain percentage of of British people, I think it's a pretty high percentage. I think I think that's why Delta initially couldn't go over, right? Okay, um, and so um, uh, and so that's probably what's happened is they've brought in British producers by by it. We've been forced to to bring in fresh blood, and why the show feels fresher is because there are other people working on that show. Yeah. You know? Um, all right, well, let's move on. After Olivia's elimination, Candy erases Olivia's mirror message. The girls wonder how the next episode will shake out and then congratulate themselves for making it all the way to the end. The next day, Rosé plans to invest her money back in her drag while Candy announces she's going to buy a boat. For this week's Maxi Challenge, the Queens will write and record lyrics for RuPaul's new song, Lucky. In the workroom, Roseanne announces she is a rapper. Mick is too happy to write a pitch track. Candy wonders if her track record will prevent her from making it to the grand finale. And uh, now we're going to hear from Taylor, who's going to tell us what he thought about all those moments from the show.
1: Okay, so I guess the first thing would be, uh, did you get the reference, Olivia's reference on the um, mirror?
0: I didn't I didn't pay attention to what believe it was.
1: Believe in yourself as I believe in you, what that's from? No, That's what a is quote. It? It's from The Wiz.
0: Anything that's 70s or 80s. <laughs> Taylor jumps <laughs> That's all my over. wheelhouse.
1: I love that stuff. But, Didn't but Carson
0: definitely. make an 80s reference today on the main stage or during deliberations? I was like, oh, Taylor's all over this shit
1: he might have i don't know i did it okay much like you with the whole nothing matters on the show now anytime carson talks i think about what jay Ellis said about whenever she as whenever Rue asks him a question when she first comes out he always tries to make it as filthy as possible no matter what it is Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i listen for now is just him being just uh, this completely gross old queen yeah um i was concerned for rose because of the first act because it felt like they were telegraphing the whole, I've never had to lip sync before. I'm not going anywhere. I've got this down pat. And I was like, Oh God, this isn't good. This but don't
0: really you know, good. no one goes home since season 10, you know, or even since season nine?
1: They only had three. They only had three last year. But that was because it was- Sherry got
0: – there were four, but Sherry got canned.
1: Oh, that is right. Okay. Well, I know, but I I guess because last year – see, I've already forgotten about Sherry pie. Yeah. So I, I guess I thought – I wasn't sure going into this one. Who who else could go home but Candy? Yeah. Because of all of them with the track records, if they're going by track records, then it would have been – Candy would have been the one that went home. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- so so that was sort of my like oh that's that's not necessarily good. Uh I have a question for you. What would you do with a hundred thousand dollars? Would you buy a boat or would no. you? Well, if you if you got a hundred thousand dollars as a cash prize for yeah. something,
0: I'm being serious here. I, th- I thought about that when they asked that question. Oh, I mm-hmm. think it also came up on strangely. I think it came up on the Reddit today. Is that really weird? There was a question like this asked on Reddit, and um. I think what I would legitimately do is pay off all my bills. Uh-huh. But I actually don't have a lot of bills. I'd probably with my car and credit cards, maybe be maybe I could be I'm overshooting at fifteen thousand, right? Uh-huh. Well, half of that's going to taxes. You know. So that that leaves me thirty five thousand dollars. I'll be honest with you. Just probably put it in very safe stocks or something. Okay. But I'm old
1: yeah i you you and I are kind of in the same place my my first thought is student loans. I would get rid of my student loans um and then uh, what honestly if i if so if I was given the actual hundred thousand if they actually gave me a cash prize of like a hundred and thirty five or whatever so it yeah. equaled out equaled out to a lot of zeros on the check, my student loans and what I have left to pay on this house mm-hmm. uh, when all of that is paid off. I would just go on a really nice vacation after that. So, pay off my house, pay off my student loans, and then be where I am. I go on a, on a very nice Disney cruise with some of my closest friends. And before you ask, yes, you would be invited to go on that.
0: I'm not, I can't busy. So, <laughs> 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 um, a couple of things. But going back to what you said, why would anyone want a boat? I mean, no. there's, someone needs to tell Candy. There's, I'm going to say a fra- a saying right now that is so trite and so famous. Are you okay?
1: Yeah. I'm like, cheer squeaking. Oh. Sorry.
0: There's there's a saying that's so trite, so hacky, so famous, that I know I'm not teaching anyone a phrase, but I don't think Candy's heard it. Are, mm. The two best days when you own a boat are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Yes. You know? Like... I don't know anyone who enjoys owning a boat. Well, I live in
1: Florida on Mm -hmm. the water. And I have had friends and, like, friends' dads and stuff that have owned boats. And there have been the occasional day of where I have had to go on the boat, you know, because I have to be impressed that we're on a boat. Yeah. And I am bored. So bored. I am anxious Mm -hmm. because at some point we end up to where I can't sit. It's one thing to be on a cruise ship. Yeah, it's another thing to be out on a little dinky boat, and you can't see land. Yeah, and that is terrifying to someone who is terrified of sharks. So mm-hmm. that is something where I eventually, and inevitably, I want to go down into like you know below deck, and or go into like you know the the area where you can sit, and everybody says not to do that because it makes you nauseous. And I do it anyway, and I inevitably really get nauseous. My co host on uh, Pot as My Co Pilot says, I don't want to be on a boat unless someone has handed me a ba- bacon wrapped shrimp, mm-hmm. meaning a cruise ship. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the idea of a boat does not appeal to me at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is I went to Hawaii, and my parents made me, my brother, my parents, my when my dad retired, pay for all of us to go to Hawaii. And one of uh-huh. the excursions they made us go on was an excursion they actually did when they were in a cruise in Hawaii. Where we went on a boat, and the boat went all the way out where you couldn't see land. And then the guy was like, okay, everyone, just jump in the ocean and swim. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I sat in the boat. Yeah. No. Nope. Why on earth nope. would I get in the water? I don't. I would never do that. No. Like the
1: tropical Pacific waters. Yeah. Like that's where Godzilla lives. No. 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 Absolutely not. No.
0: Um interesting i was hoping maybe for puppets there were again another season of no puppets no puppets no puppets everybody loves puppets everybody loves puppets yeah
1: um RuPaul- i have a question yeah go ahead okay no please see you're gonna by all means <laughs> why do you think they didn't do what's the tea interviews this time they did the inside drag race i
0: have it on here i think it's because it's official the podcast is dead you know they haven't oh. released a. They haven't released a new episode since right before the pandemic or around the pandemic. They released really? the one that they. Ha- yeah, they released the one that they had in the can, and that's been it.
1: Oh, oh. so well, either talk about a way to bring it back. Of course, then you got where suddenly they bring it back for four episodes or whatever, and then it goes away again. So okay.
0: What's funny is they never really air those episodes. They'll have the queens on, but they don't ever air the episodes they supposedly record. It's super weird.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, because you can tell because never, the the microphones are never plugged in.
0: Yeah, well, also, too, it would be a five-minute – like, well, we only have like 15 minutes worth of show. Um, I don't think one, they want to reveal that. Um, there's a part where um, – uh, well, RuPaul announces the Maxi Challenge, and they act so surprised that they're going to be doing a verse in a RuPaul song. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> this is the millionth time that they've done this. And for some reason – and this this is just sort of something throughout the episode this mm-hmm. week, but particularly in that Gottmick was super extra, super extra with the excitement and stuff. Where well, I know that we've talked about that they all do the weird faces and what that must look like to RuPaul when she's talking to all of them and they do the okay, do the faces where you're surprised or you're listening or you're you're, you're turning your head but you're looking at her for that. Yeah, you know, they almost look like crazy people. But that in particular, she, Gottmik was... real. Gottmik was, like, annoying to look at.
0: I think they had a... Gottmik... There's so few people there I'd tell Gottmik to be extra. Because it's not yeah. Rose and Simone. You're not going to them for emotion. Right. Um, <laughs> And then the part where Gottmik says, like, I love Jamal Sims. I'm like, yeah, Jamal Sims is rad. As he proves this episode. Jamal Sims yes. is Drag Race treasure Jamal Sims.
1: And uh, one more thing... Rose. We didn't see Todrick at all this oh, season. Thank
0: God. Well, probably because of the fucking... You know you're afraid of a disease. The last person you're going to invite is Todrick Hall.
1: (laughs) It's the one good thing that came out of coronavirus. Did you know that we didn't have to deal with Todrick Hall? Nami Harder,
0: Patreon legend Nami Harder, he of Nami's Uh Correction Corner.
1: (laughs) He made it. Please make that a segment. It is a segment. Music. (laughs) Where is it a segment? I don't know. In
0: one of the shows, it's a segment. Okay. Um, but, uh, Nami's, he of Nami's Correction Corner made a bingo card. Maybe someone will post it in the Discord. Um, Uh he he made a bingo card, uh, of all the things I would go on a rant about. And I know that, um, Todrick's on there. There's Todrick, Hamburger Mary's. He he
1: had nine on there. Okay, there's Todrick, Hamburger berries, Dustin Lance Black. Mm Mm-hmm. God, there's the only three that I could think of off the top of my head. Maybe
0: someone will post it, and then, and then you'll yeah. They had they came up with nine. Okay. Um, so this is here we go. Here's Nami's correction corner. Okay. It's time for Nami's correction corner. You know what's so funny is you only really see this on um oh, on um. Uh, Discord, but sometimes he corrects me on me. <laughs> like there was one time where um, I posted on the feed because you know Drag Race UK is gone, so I started, uh-huh. continued our season five where we left off, our season five recap, and uh-huh. he goes in the in the Discord. I think Joe made a mistake, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I didn't make a mistake. I know what I'm doing." Yeah nami's uh-huh. correction corner now I'm, I'm sure and i'm sure here's what happened i'm sure that's not exactly what he said word for word and now there will be a correction
1: there'll be a correction of the correction that, corner
0: A uh, uh, correction he'll be a copy of what it, it hold on yeah. <laughs> um that's not what i actually said i actually said this and he'll put a screenshot of it and it's a whole he thing. just
1: wrote in the thing i just asked if it was intentional
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh,
1: Nami. And I'm not looking at the Nami, comments. Nami, I Nami. don't look
0: at the comments during
1: the show. I, I just
0: know this Nami harder so well. Uh,
1: so is Nami... So I'm assuming Nami is on the bingo card? I know Nami should put his own name <laughs> on the bingo card. He should be the free space in the middle.
0: No, I don't know. Did someone post in it what it is?
1: I No, we haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'm surprised and Nami hasn't posted, posted it. it yet. Um, somebody, somebody post it because I want to see it.
0: Yeah. Uh... I love how Humble Pie said earlier she couldn't be here, and then she messaged me on Discord. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, um, Rosé's hot, by the way, it's one of the things I wanted to say.
1: Oh, okay, so so he- here are the, um... Oh, you got here it. Here is on the bingo card. We yeah. have Dustin Lance Black. Sure. We have Soju. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. We have Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Johnny McGovern. I don't know if I've ever heard you go on a rant about I don't know Johnny that I've America. really done a Johnny McGovern rant, but okay. James Corden... Oh, I hate this James Corden. Candy Muse. Oh. Eliza Schlesinger. Oh. Which I have horrible human being. I've heard you do, do rants about her. Okay. Horrible Todrick human Hall, being. Toddra Hall.
0: Uh huh. And this Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, she's another nightmare. <laughs> hmm There's somebody I was talking to somebody recently and, and I went on a rant about somebody or somebody go and they go, You've never done this in the show I go, It's just never come up on the show. I don't remember what it is, but I if I I should have written it down. There is there are a couple other ones, just they just haven't made it on the show yet. Um. All right. On the main stage, the girls get uh to spend some more time with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Mick cracks Ru and Michelle up. Rose discusses her Broadway dreams. Candy always knew she'd be top four, and Simone reveals the secrets of her beautiful skin. Taylor, you were just talking about this. It's called Inside Drag Race now. Any any thoughts on uh on that segment?
1: I thought that each of them were very different. Mm-hmm. I thought each of the interviews were very very different. Um. I thought Gotmix was fun. It was clear Rue Ru was having a good time mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. And that she, she seemed to be, Gotmix seemed to be genuinely enjoying herself. So I think she was yeah. just excited to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Rosé's was very cerebral. Mm-hmm. And it was very polished. Where that one felt like the interview portion of a, uh, a pageant mm-hmm. to me like mm-hmm. the way that she was talking was when you when you compared it to Gotmix it just felt very different plus also w- was the use was the phrase vad joie de vie joie de vie isn't it, je, isn't it just je ne sais quoi isn't that the one the word the phrasing that they were trying to come up with But je ne sais quoi
0: i don't know like i don't know uh i think it's i don't know hold on computer translate je ne sais quoi wait i am messed it up sorry I don't know that, but I do have a skill you might like. Okay. It's called oh, Her- God. Her- okay. 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 All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Can so someone tell us what je ne sais quoi means? Yeah. I think people are typing it in the chat room. But um, I thought that the, as far as with uh, continuing with Rosé – the Jan question was kind of a shitty thing to say. With the mm-hmm. You made it further than Jan did. I'm like, I can imagine Jan just sort of sitting, watching the show. Yeah. D- you know, being mm-hmm. g- giving a little bit of a look there. She probably had a Jantrum. <laughs> a Jantrum. <laughs> yeah,
0: she had a Jantrum right there.
1: I will say this, something that I, I did not expect to see. And this is actually something over the course of this episode. I found Candy to be the most real that she had been the entire season. Mm-hmm. And she was dare I say it likable during her interview. How dare you? I did not have, I did not have the visceral reaction to her that I've had several times during the season. Mm -hmm. I thought that she was, I thought that she was definitely kind of at this point, you're sort of at the finish line. Yeah. So she, it was just, she seems a little bit more authentic than maybe she has done. And if anything, that is a storyline that I kind of called from the beginning as far as that it's been this overarching storyline mm-hmm. arc as far as to the humbling of Candace Muse, yeah. And I feel like we had finally to some degree gotten there by the by the end. So je ne sais quoi is a noun that means a quality that cannot be described or named easily. Oh, okay. So I feel like that is kind of what they were trying – the phrase they were trying to use, but instead they said je de vie. Um, as far as Simone's goes, that was the closest that we ever got into RuPaul therapy. As far as the whole inner saboteur and the you know allow your shyness to you know get, break break the shackles of shyness and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. That was that was like the, my least favorite of the four of the interviews. What about you? What did you think about all of these?
0: One Scott Mick, I'm guessing because she said her boy name is Cade. Do you think she meant Cade Maddox? that was who i thought yeah oh my god and then i was, i wrote that down and i go
1: what a pathetic fucking middle-aged gay man i am and that was my second thought too: the, yeah. the fact that i know that it's probably yeah. Gay maddox yeah. yeah
0: and i was like oh that's so sad
1: um i think there's a Caden and corbin fisher in old corbin fisher videos too oh really yeah who's ever talked to who's talks about corbin fisher anymore oh nobody mentions them gary from portland um <laughs> Don't you That's remember a Pride when... 48 joke for anybody okay. who listens to Pride 48. Yeah,
0: this is a very obscure Pride 48 joke. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's Taylor's home network. He doesn't consider himself part of Afterthought Media. All right. <laughs> and uh, so Taylor's part of this thing <laughs> called Pride 48, and there's a listener named Gary from Portland. Well, he used yes. to be Gary from Albuquerque, then it was Gary from Phoenix, and now it's Gary from Portland. Yes. And uh, he loves porn, right? Old man. And when we yes. were in Vegas one year, he kept saying that he I, th- I think he actually went that he got a tour of the Corbin Fisher studios or
1: something. Yes. And you would have thought it was like a 6-year-old being able to take it into Disney World by himself. Yeah. It was Like Walt Disney he gave was a tour. So of Disney World. Yeah. Where he he emailed like Corbin Fisher and, yeah. and he talks with a very low southern drawl yeah. and he's this just he's, he's just he's this very kind dirty old man that's the yeah. only way to describe yeah. him so he apparently reached out to the corb if it could i take a tour of the studio and they took they let him they gave him a tour and I he guess, yeah and i guess you can just
0: call it. and they give you a tour I don't know who knew uh i also she mentioned that she grew up i think in arizona or something like that or new mexico ark Ar- no, no 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 got mick Not uh mick, yes um i thought she grew up in l.a but this is what I get for not doing my research and just relying on people on Discord.
1: Well, I think she lives in LA now, but she grew up in Phoenix. Though, though she's very, she's young. Yeah, I mean, she's not very old. So,
0: by the way, they were laughing at this Gottmik yucking it up. She, she's not that funny. They, the, this gay community, they, they freaked RuPaul fucking out. Like she was yeah. so freaked the fuck out, and now she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like,
1: please don't cancel me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry, we got Mikari, you know. Uh, anyway, Rose, I didn't realize she came to, to the U.S. from Scotland so late. She has, like, no
1: trace of an accent. And the brother doesn't either. They keep talking about this brother. Where was the brother? I didn't see the brother. Where was he? He was on untalked. He was he was uh, oh. he was one of the two videos. Simone oh. got a video and Rose because I guess they figure well this is the last chance they're going to have to show these. So.
0: Oh, you know what's so sad? I'm such a fat pig. I'm going to eat dinner during the tuck. That's probably when I went downstairs to go um, reheat the old pizza that I had for dinner. Oh. But everyone I saw on Reddit was thirsty over the brothers. The brother, huh?
1: He was okay. Oh, he was okay. I think I think Rose is cuter than.
0: Um, the brother on candy. She says, "One thing I know is I earned my spot in the top 4 I'm like, "Did you?" uh yeah, uh, I don't know about that, candy.
1: My... I'm gonna your character the... earned her spot on the top four. No, I don't know the candy no, earned her the
0: spot other the cast, cast being so boring earned her a top <laughs> in the stop, spot in the top four. Simone and I and I'll and I'm gonna say something else later about this. She's doing all the right things to win, right? And so she was just boring enough to win the whole fucking thing. You know. <laughs> so there you go on that. Um all right, Maxi Challenge rehearsal rehearsal rehearsal. Rehearsal Simone works to get her moves down, Gottmik struggles to pop her booty, Candy pops her pussy, and Rose succeeds and nails down traditional dance moves but struggles to loosen up. Your thoughts on this whole Jamal Sims rehearsal.
1: I it's the same thing I say every time we have a Jamal Sims rehearsal. It is refreshing to see someone who wants to see these girls succeed and finds a way to support them yeah. to find what works for that what works best for them mm-hmm. and then enhance that versus restricting mm-hmm. girls into a choreography that she feels everyone should be able to do yeah she I, who will not be named again
0: just, yeah hadrick tall you know i just uh <laughs> I just wrote. Jamal Sims is so talented. That's all I wrote. Uh-huh. So good. Like, did, did, like the way he handled this Got Who he obviously, she's not the best dancer, right? Which is fine. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, and the way he, it wasn't like talking down to her. It was like, you know, instead of doing the counting, why don't you do the lyrics? That's what. That's what your strength is, is to dance to the lyrics, not to the numbers or whatever. And I was like, oh, what a smart way. This is what a real. And I'm not even being funny. This is what a real pro does. Now, some people might say, well, well Tajik Call's a great choreographer. No, he's not. He may be a great dancer, and he may be uh-huh. come up with great um moves, right? Yeah. But in terms of actually being a working choreographer who knows how to teach the moves, and an instructor uh-huh. and a professional... Jamal to says, non-dancers. To non-dancers. Jamal Sims, so talented. So, yeah. so talented. You know what? I'm going to take a break right here. When we come back to you, we're going to talk about Elimination Day and the rest of the show. Yeah! (laughs) It's it's harder to do at night, you know? It doesn't come as naturally at night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh it's elimination day and candy prances around and got Mick's silly wig rose grew over the course of the season candy has shown her more vulnerable side got mick plans to become a comedian and finally simone learns to love herself again these episodes i'm not blaming this these this cast or anything that this is the way the elimination day is always on these episodes any big uh-huh. thoughts on this elimination day uh conversation
1: uh, I wrote down just the last mirror moments and then I proceeded to not write anything down at all. Mm-hmm. I think that you've got the – this This feels very much in some ways like the last day of school mm-hmm. where you've got the, um, the one kid who wants to talk about all of the memories and the other kid who's just super excited about it being the last day of school mm-hmm. and then the kid who's very sad that it's the end of school and they realize how far they've come. Yeah, it it just definitely had that kind of vibe to it, um, and it was it was, I it, Simone said something during this that I thought, okay, well, at the very least, you're you're top two.
0: <laughs> okay, I want to do a, a challenge. First person to say. Why did i play that song? What is it in reference to? Let's see what happened to this. Some
1: people are typing. Oh really? We see a couple of people. Yeah.
0: Breakfast oh. Club Luke got it first. Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah, cuz Taylor's described the different people which is kind of how the Breakfast Club ends. It's what uh, you know what here's okay, here's the deal. before you say anything. Think to yourself in your head. Does Taylor know the final, not the whole speech, but the description of each of the people in the breakfast plate? <laughs> well, I think Taylor Ray tipped the scales here.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I don't know the speech. I don't know the speech, but I can tell you the, um, I can tell you who the the, the the archetypes when they how they describe themselves. Go. Where are they? Oh, wait a second. Can I? Will you stand above okay. So it's. The nerd, the jock, the basket hat he- the case, the princess. Oh, shit. The rebel. I don't know. The re- Is it the rebel? I don't know. Oh, God. Now I got to look that up. I don't know. Mirror moment. Last day of school. That's the analogy that I had watching it. <laughs> you know
0: what's so funny? And I don't know if I've told this story in some other show before. I think I totally in catching up when it happened. But I was driving to um, buy something. I don't remember what it was in Malibu in a small strip mall. Uh Okay. And I...
1: uh, I got it wrong. What was it? (laughs) It's the brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Oh... Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was that we did wrong, and what we did was wrong, but we think you're crazy to make us write this essay telling you who we think we are. What do you care? You see what you want to see in us in the simplest terms and in the most convenient definitions. You see us as a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal, correct? That's the way we saw each other at 7 o'clock this morning. We were brainwashed. Oh, it's, it's a YouTube video, so I, I don't have the rest of it, but that's the beginning part. <laughs>
0: it's so funny because Luke resigned the other day. And what's funny is he described himself using all of those adjectives. <laughs> dear Mr. Patants I'm the brain, the princess the The basket case (laughs) Uh, I would buy it if they showed that movie at the end it, it ended in a snow globe and Luke's holding the snow globe Oh, that's another obscure 80s reference do you get that? Does anybody one? get that '80s? Yeah, I didn't even get ever. that '80s reference. Hint to anyone and catching up. Joe had dinner with that person. Um,
1: the person who holds the the person who
0: holds the, snow, the globe. Who holds
1: snow globe.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, what I was gonna tell you is one time I was, uh, because I used to have especially from Breakfast Club the biggest crush on this Emilio Estevez. Right. He was hot. Yeah. So one time I'm in Malibu and I'm driving and i and i it, the mallet was so dangerous on pacific coast highway so like i made a really fast turn into the cause the, the cars were just speeding behind me fast uh-huh. turn to the strip mall and this old man like stopped he wasn't mean but he did the thing where you go like well after you you know for the car <laughs> and i was like whatever and then i go into where i was buying something i don't I really don't remember what it was and i'm talking to the guy and then the guy next a uh, guy next door comes in, he goes, "That's it. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore i I had a I had to come over here that that man that man i I can't serve him, right? I can't right? He's just I can't. And they go uh, the, and then the, the other guy seems to know that this has been an ongoing problem Right? Mm-hmm. And um oh, a stoop girl got it that it was a saint elsewhere yes. reference. So, um, so he goes, I I don't know how it came up. He goes, Oh, Martin Sheen, right? And then I look (laughs) outside and I see that the old man that had let me in was Martin Sheen, right?
1: Uh huh. And
0: he goes, Yeah, he already called someone to come pick him up, blah, 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 blah. And then I see this huge, like, Escalade come in and park. And I see this old, frumpy, I'm not even joking, Taylor. Like, like, look at me right now, right? Like, but Uh imagine me with like glasses and like this and talking to Martin Sheen. And I look and I realize it's Emilio Estevez. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Well, how long ago was this? Maybe like four or five years ago. Well, how old is
1: Emilio Estevez now? Estevez now.
0: Let me see here. Computer, how old is Emilio Estevez? Best of us is 58 years old. <gasps> 58 58? Years old. Oh, my God.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, no wonder he's a frumpy old man. He is, in fact, a frumpy he old is, man. He is, in fact,
0: a frumpy old man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Um,
1: what were okay. we talking about?
0: <laughs> we are talking about Elimination Day.
1: Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's what we were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now Taylor, let's actually talk now about um the Maxi Challenge, the Lucky Video. Did you have any big thoughts on it?
1: I don't like it. Um Okay. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't like the song. Mm-hmm. I don't like how the I know that this year they have to do it a little bit different, mm-hmm. but I liked the way they used to do the videos where there was like I I think of like season 4. Like the videos that Matthew Anderson directed, mm-hmm. where there was like a storyline or there was where Rue was involved. Like Rue wasn't really involved in this other than she lip synced the song in the same outfit that she does all of the intros to the episodes in, and it like there seems it seems very low budget anymore the way that they do them.
0: Yeah. Um well it's so funny is yeah, if you think of the most iconic of this generation of it. Was done on the, on the main stage. And it was uh, Reggie wrote you. you yeah. Know? The only one that was a little fancier, and I will give Todrick all his due, was Kitty Girl. But it was still done on the set.
1: Uh-huh. You know? But a lot of it was done behind the – I mean, the, the last thing was – I'm not saying to go, like, on location someplace. Yeah. But, I mean, even if it's where they use – like, you know, you think about the uh, Glamazon video – Mm-hmm. where they're all the monsters trashing the city, or even the um, the the beginning episode mm-hmm. from season five, where they're all in the courtroom. Well,
0: no, the most yeah. iconic one is Sissy That Walk.
1: Yeah, Sissy that, that Walk has got the highest production value, I think, yeah. of any of them. Yeah. And this one is feels like a fraction of that.
0: Yeah. The one that they did looked really sharp, and I appreciated what they did and how they did it in terms of... But it's just like... It lacked any sort of soul or life. So it was mm-hmm. for so for me, the song lacked soul. Uh, the production values were sharp, but it lacked soul. Yeah, the dance moves were on point for the the notice that they really highlighted the girls that could dance, and then sort of muddied the waters with the ones who couldn't, which is clever of them. But mm-hmm. as a result, it just it just lacked it just didn't la- lack it just lacked it just lacked yeah. You yeah. know, and um, what's funny is they should just and they have the money and whatnot. I, I, they have to break away from that. We're always promoting RuPaul stuff, so why not? You know, do a, a a song that we know that'd be really badass to do. You know, like they did like Toxic. I was making this up, right? Uh-huh. And they do a new video for Toxic, and they have to write verses and stuff like that. And I'm sure they could work that out that whole thing there but because um, it's
1: because it's rupaul's world and we all just live in it true she has a new single that she she especially where i mean she's going to release this this single that if it's not already out tonight it'll be out tomorrow Mm -hmm. and everybody all of gotmix fans will want it because it's got gotmix in it or people that love Mm -hmm. simone or the one guy that loves candy they'll get it because they want to hear their favorite queens whereas i Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally buy this song i wouldn't normally get this song I just listened uh at the gym today the you wear it well version from Canada drag race with Priyanka
0: mm-hmm.
1: and stuff. I forgot that I had downloaded that off of Apple Music. Yeah. So and at the beginning I like it was what these were I had to actually think though, I'm like I know Priyanka won that season. Who were the other two people like I had to think about it like before the before they came on and started. Spoiler performing. alert. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. So uh
0: yeah. So I don't really have it's you know the the, vi- the music video uh, it embodies my opinion of this entire season. It wasn't horrible. I just have no opinion on it. It was fluff, pure fluff.
1: Yeah, plain and simple. I thought GotMix was the best, but Rose's I actually liked Rose's the least.
0: It was as memorable as a fart in the wind, Taylor. That's kind of how I feel <laughs> about mm. the season and everything. Now, Taylor. On that note, did you get everything you want to say about the music video?
1: Yes. It's
0: time for the looks.
1: The looks. Uh okay. category is drag excellence. Drag excellence. And yeah. the first one out is Gottmik, mm-hmm. who came out in a white long gown that had black polka dots that sure. extended up into the face and hair. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great concept. I was not crazy about the execution of the outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was... It looked a little cheap. And I think that if the wig had been black with white polka dots in it, Mm -hmm. it would have been, it would have made more sense to me. I get Mm -hmm. that we were going for like a white column with black polka dots, but not, not my favorite. Um, For candy, I wrote, great wig. That's it. Mm -hmm. I thought the outfit was, it was constructed beautifully, but Mm -hmm. the weird color scheme in it and it just was not it, it I feel like there's some she could have done something really out of the box that would have wowed everybody at this yeah. just she kind of described it as you know it's a I'm a hoe like everything yeah. has to go back to hooker bitch that's yeah bitch um Rosé came out in a tartan gown with lace gloves I thought she looked beautiful I thought it was a great elegant look that speak spoke to who Rosé is mm-hmm. um and then Simone came out in that iridescent gown with the huge sleeves and w- with the blonde cornrows and I just thought it just I just wrote yes in it just absolutely stunning a stunning stunning look from Simone a great cap to the end of a, of a great Simone was so great with fashion and with looks all season this was like a perfect cap to her season as far as her her um fashion story goes all right and those are the looks looks. yep all right on
0: the main stage everyone gets raving critiques rupaul brings back her fake cry everyone talks to their younger selves in the end all four queens duped it out in a lip sync battle for their lives in a twist they each sang the song one at a time the song i learned from the best by whitney houston in the end all four queens move forward to the grand finale of rupaul's drag race Season thirteen, Taylor Lautner. I know you have no final thoughts, so we'll just move right to the conclusion. I no, was no, kidding. I know you said you had a lot of thoughts on this lip sync.
1: Okay, one thing that I thought was weird mm-hmm. was the whole "don't read the comment section." Oh, I love that, that, that comment. A, that was a very odd. I mean, I get given you know the fervor on Twitter and stuff like that, but for her to say something for her to say something like that, I thought was very odd and and in a very odd place in the season. Uh-huh. Too. Do you have any thoughts on that or Yeah,
0: no, I think Rupaul is 100% right. You do not ever do not ever read the comments. And that goes for me. I don't read uh-huh. the comments, good and bad because you know, if you believe the good, you have to believe the bad. You know? Yeah. And so I just don't look at them at all because they really hurt my feeling. That one might think, you know, my friend Carlo from Germany was telling me that he was listening with his boyfriend, right? His boyfriend doesn't really listen to the show, but they were listening together on a train trip or something. And I know the boyfriend, Philip, right? Uh And that Philip said to Carlo, all they do is complain about the show. I'm like, yeah. Now I go, look, here's the deal. Is when I call Balls and Strikes... When there's something I like, then I say it. But for the most part, you know, and so then anyway, so then whatever. I said, yeah, well, this season is when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. But then I saw this quote somewhere, maybe on Instagram or Twitter from Jerry Seinfeld. That said, comedy is just complaining in a funny way. And I said, you know what it is? And what did I tell you, Taylor, that this season was for moving forward? That I now see this as a comedy show about RuPaul's Drag Race, you know. And look, I said I love this Jamal Sims, right? I like this, but this season hasn't given us. It's given us. It. I will say it hasn't given us anything to hate, but it hasn't really given well candy. Uh, hold on for I. I, for, I think you're on mute, Taylor. But we we yeah, but we do have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I hate candy. I hate candy. Yeah. Okay. What were you saying?
1: I was gonna say you literally wrote a song, <laughs> wrote a song about how much you hate candy. Muse, but
0: yeah. But so the point is that um, I was gonna call as I like, see, it, and this show has—it's it's given us a lot of comedy, you know. But uh, yeah. but we, we've we've—I think we've been very fair and called out when things when, I think, they, when they Yeah, got.
1: we've t- we've talked about that you know the episodes are are it's, it's a fun episode or it's a yeah. light episode yeah. or i don't think I,
0: haven't, ha- I don't think i hated any of the episodes
1: i might have not liked one of the episodes yeah but otherwise i mean considering that there have been 85 episodes this season i think that we've done pretty well
0: like uh, people have people privately have come to me people i know in my private life and Which is very annoying, because they say, what do you think of RuPaul's Drag Race? And I literally tell them, my business is talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. You can go anywhere you download podcasts and listen to this show about it. Do not come to me and ask me what my opinion of it is. Anyway.
1: Somebody needs to add that to the bingo card, please. Yeah, yeah. It's true, they do. But, in talking about it, I said, listen. Here's a deal.
0: If I was just viewing the show... I'd be like meh, and then if bar if gay bars were open, it probably would have been fun to go and watch at a gay bar and then not ever think about it again. But as a person oh. who has to recap the show, yeah, no, yeah. It, it hasn't been fun.
1: Uh, but you're anyway, watching with a different set of yes, eyes than the average yes, viewer. is Yes.
0: Now I will say, so going back to the read, don't read the comments, and I also because well, you're complaining and then you're bringing negativity. I am saying right now, if you're a drag queen who has not been on RuPaul's Drag Race yet, do, then this. look, for instance, my friend Brett Baxley slash Jimmy Antai. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, do not listen to the season that you're on. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not listen to this show if you are currently on the show. Yeah. You know? So, uh, landlubbers
1: yeah. beware. <laughs> um... So, how long do you think is how long before Michelle realized that Rue was totally stealing her baby got Mick <laughs> joke? Oh yeah, where that became where where Rue is going to convince everybody that you know he came up with that kind of thing, even though it was on camera that she said that, and then it's it just a, where all of a sudden that became a thing where he tried jamming that in so many times in the last few minutes of the show, it was a little silly
0: yeah well look, i also don't think it's that funny of a joke it's not that
1: no original. it's not that funny of a joke but it's it is what it's it is. not that. Original. so the fake crying
0: let's talk about
1: it i'm glad that you brought it up because yeah. you know we as gay people we get to choose our family yeah. um i i don't get it i don't get why She thinks
0: anybody is buying it, and it was really bad this year. It It was was really really bad bad. because she would do the. She'd be like, "I'm so proud of you." By the way, I really love that outfit. But your parents must have been. But that hair, girl. I'm like, how are you going in and out of it? Like no one, no one, (laughs) no one cries like that, and then immediately changes their tone. And and maybe if you do, you have like a sniffle no right it's immediately right. jumping no, back and no forth
1: water in the eye nope. no nothing I mean, no, no need to reapply mascara nothing no, it, it, everything about it was just it was gross it was gross it was gross
0: it was so she should, she should be on that psychopathy video <laughs> oh, no one knows what we're talking about uh, patreon.com slash afterthought media if you want to know what we're talking about right but you know um, you know what, but Taylor, going back, hold on for a second. Don't you remember when RuPaul was on Hello uh, Hello Uglies, on um <laughs> Fresh Air with Terry Gross? And uh-huh. she told that story about how she was in her apartment in the eighties and saw a guy like fall off a boat and start drowning. And she uh-huh. thought, Oh, I do you remember the story? I should call the police. Y- yes. And then she she picked up the phone to call the police and she went, No,
1: I should just pray for them, or was this, this something story like that? Something she- like that. I should just w- wish him good luck or yeah. something.
0: <laughs> something That's no different. That. We talked about a, a psychopathic lawyer on the show who did the same thing with the possum in the pool. Right. I, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, okay, yeah, so the fake tears are ridiculous. What else did you have?
1: So the question, um, the, the question that I hate, Every mm-hmm. that most of us hate as far as the what would you say to little I thought that the way that rue handled it with gotmic was very respectful mm-hmm. and was very much of the we asked making sure so that there was no blowback from yeah. anybody we sure talked so to our lawyers we we asked your permission, <laughs> yeah, to show this picture mm-hmm. so um, and uh I thought that that was a a good way to handle that I didn't say say uh the the dead name or mm-hmm. anything of that sort so i thought that, that, well, was, that notice, was well did you notice
0: they didn't say it for any of them they yes said, what no, and you I noticed say that to your too. blank year old self
1: yes mm-hmm. yes which i which was also a nice way of not making got stand out from the other from the other yeah. three so mm-hmm. i thought that that was a very inclusive that was somebody's mm-hmm. learning someone's yeah. been to a cultural sensitivity <laughs> yeah. training course apparently yeah. required by vh1 yeah um and i didn't get the the answers for the most part were very much. Nobody seemed to try to do the 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 fake cry, because I feel like Simone's was ge- Simone was genuine. Yeah. in that moment, Simone was going through something yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get the speaking of kind of what we were talking about before with edit the weird music behind candies, where it was this weird like hardcore. Like I, I actually rat, I like,
0: actually have it right here. Do you? <laughs> is that weird? This was the mute. That's that people don't weird. know that this that was the mute when Candy was like, ah, this is what I say to myself." Listen, you fat motherfucker. People are gonna try. Bitch. And, yeah, p- bitch. Let me tell you what you're gonna you're gonna people are gonna try and beat you up they're gonna say horrible things to you so you know what you do you turn on your drag mother you turn on your drag family (laughs) you go in and start just yelling at people on the show watching around being extra and then (laughs) but don't be arrogant (laughs) don't be don't be arrogant right don't be arrogant And then you watch march around and you're going to You're so mad And then you're going to sit in that VIP section And you're going to And then by the way You're going to sexually harass one of the other contestants On the show and make them uncomfortable And then And then you're going to talk shit about people behind their back But then not admit it to their face Also my favorite candy bar is Payday (laughs) But that had nothing to do with this Thank you. <sighs>
1: anyway, what were you saying? Uh, uh just Rosé's Rosé's felt like that had been she had been practicing that all night in the mirror the uh, which, It was very much of the where she's she, she, she she's she is still while we have seen growth in Rosé, yeah. there is still some there's still some work to do there. But
0: here that's so funny so thank you for giving me that segue to one of my notes, which is why is there a difference? Between Rosé's perfectionism and Simone's perfectionism. I think once I wrote the question down earlier, I figured out the answer, but I want to hear you. Because they're both perfectionists, and they're both very studied and very planned and very in control. But why is there a difference
1: between the two? I don't know. I I think because Simone... Simone has that character that Rue really likes. Mm -hmm. So even though there's that perfectionist there. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I, I, what, what do you think the answer is?
0: I think the answer is that Simone is perfect because she thinks she's better than everybody. Whereas Simone strives for perfection Rosé thinks she's better than everyone. I'm sorry, Rosé, I'm sorry, 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 rephrase. Rosé strives for perfectionism because she thinks she's perfect and that that's what everyone expects from her. Much in the same way that probably Barbara Streisand is a diva or Patti LuPone is that they know they're so fucking great that they're going to be perfectionists because they know that's what their audience expects. Whereas right. I feel with Simone's sense of perfectionism, it is... She she strives to be perfect to try and convince herself.
1: I don't think... Oh, yeah. That's... uh, Okay, so there's internal versus external uh, expectations. Yes. Okay.
0: That that Rosé wants to be so perfect, so there's no way you can deny her perfection that she already believes in herself. Whereas Simone, it doesn't care so much. I think that's why RuPaul's um, reaction, or the judge's reaction, was so such a shock to Simone, because I think she... You know, because Rosé probably comes from a world where her parents always told her that everything she did was perfect and beautiful and that she looked like Linda Evangelista, whereas Simone probably came from an environment
1: where she was told the opposite. Well, and she kind of mentions that, that she was constantly told there's something wrong with you because you're black and gay and feminine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whereas, you know, you have a white Anglo-Saxon (laughs) – very talented, very pri- privileged. I mean, Rosé talked several times or made reference both in the main episode and on Talked About that he comes from privilege. He comes from a place of privilege. Yeah. That that Simone didn't necessarily have. That's a very good observation on your part.
0: Thank you. By the way, speaking of those baby photos, you know, we saw Candy Muse and she looked like, a you know, a potato with a hat
1: and... <laughs> Oh, I don't make fun of Candy as a baby. That's and then we saw, you
0: know, uh, we saw uh, this uh, Got Mick as a baby, and we
1: saw Rose as a baby. And I
0: wrote, not Simone looking exactly the same way she did when she was three.
1: And that <laughs> kid did not look like a three year old. That looked like an eight year
0: old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, how does Simone look exactly like her baby picture? Right. The right. RuPaul hold yeah. the mirror and say, Simone, what would you say to Simone? <laughs> anyway going Uh, to her speech i felt look i felt it was authentic i'm not denying the authenticity of simone's speech but i uh, did write down this bitch is saying everything she needs to say to win rupaul's drag race season 13 oh yeah oh yeah
1: yeah. rupaul Um, loves hearing that oh yeah absolutely so the lip syncs yeah I said before yeah. that I would like to see all of the lip syncs just on their own. They could just release the video of each of the lip syncs. Sure.
0: They won't do it because then you'll see how shitty Candy was. Maybe they will, but I think they'll see how... Oh, it that's should...
1: a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I thoroughly enjoyed the lip syncs, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed most of them. Candy was... I thought Candy's was... This was the best Candy, I think, is lip synced because she didn't do the where she's you know clapping her hands and flopping around on the ground and all but that. But she kind did of
0: stuff. her Eureka kicks.
1: Yeah. The fat girl eureka <laughs> kicks. The high stack Fat girl eureka kicks. Yeah. So I will say this. Sure. I I love that song and I particularly love that remix. Sure. That is on that is on one of my workout playlists, that mm-hmm. particular remix of that. So Taylor hasn't heard it in four years. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Um I, I sat with a big smile on my face. And the smile got bigger as the lip sync went on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have long yeah. said oh. that my favorite lip sync of all time is Manila Luzon doing MacArthur Park. Sure. Simone doing the song may <gasps> be my now all-time wow. favorite lip sync of the show. Wow. This... The characterization and the way that she was doing things. Mm-hmm. And I know that she was kind of playing the character that she's been this whole time. Mm-hmm. But it was slightly different.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: I thought to myself every time they showed her if she was going up against like somebody else right now like one w- w- against one another she w- she would win that that is the lip sync of a winner wow wow I, I-, I-, I, w- I want to watch it again because I know I'm gonna watch it tomorrow morning and immediately regret that I just said that out loud but i i I thought to myself this might be my favorite lip sync of all time on the show
0: oh. My goodness. Do you know my favorite lip sync of all time? What is it? Why are you laughing?
1: Because I know what you're going to play. <laughs> Why?
0: Well, I'm not going to play anything.
1: I'm getting oh, ready I to play the conclusion.
0: Yeah, this is what you're waiting for right here. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready for.
1: Oh, okay. No, I bet you're going to play the I Hate Candy song. No. Uh,
0: no, that is. No, that's not my favorite lip sync. It is, it's up there, though. Mm-hmm. Who was
1: the little midget? <laughs> I hate when you say that, Kenya Michaels. Kenya Michaels.
0: Well, you knew what I was talking about. Kenya Michaels doing that lunatic <laughs> dance <laughs> behind Latrice Royale. Giving her life on that uh, natural woman. That might be up there. That might be my favorite. That might be up there with one of my favorite lipsticks of all time. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, Sashay away
1: until next week. I hate candy. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap@afterthought.media. at Afterthought.media For more drag race and LGBTQ content Support us over at Patreon at Patreon.com Afterthoughtmedia You can follow Tanner the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.